right, folks. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. It's been a little while now since we um, have been in our study in Colossians. Uh, the, the month of December was packed full of events and things on Sunday nights and we were doing maybe some different things and all that sort of stuff, so we have we put the the uh, the study through Colossians on hold for a little bit. Well, tonight we'll pick it back up. We're going to be in uh, verses 18 through chapter 4, verse 1 this evening. And the title of the message this morning is Behave Yourselves, or this evening, Behave Yourselves. All right, so whenever a preacher is preaching, And he gets to the passage of Scripture that says, Wives, submit to your husbands. That's one of those favorite days of a preacher, right? Always. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So we're going to cover these verses, but un understanding that it, it has a lot to do, or it has to do with a lot of different folks. So let's begin reading in verse 18. We'll read down through the first verse of chapter 4. Wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bondservants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. Masters, Give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Tonight we're going to look at how we are to behave ourselves. So let's pray together tonight. Father, we do come to you asking for your mercy and your grace this evening, asking for your forgiveness. And Lord, we thank you so much that when we ask, you grant it. Forgive us, Father. Teach us, help us to know your way, and help us to walk in that, and in that alone. Father, we want to be pleasing to you. And tonight, Father, help us to, to look at these things about our way of living, and help us to do what is right in your sight. We love you, Lord, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So behave yourselves. So I don't want to tell you where it was or anything like that. So I was preaching one, uh, one Sunday morning, and I got to this passage of Scripture or a passage of Scripture similar to this in Ephesians where it says, Wives, submit to your husbands. Now, <clears throat> whenever I got to that point, there was a gentleman sitting over in this area of the church, and uh, as far as I know, didn't have a spiritual bone in his body. But when I said, wives, submit to your husbands, he said, amen. 
He didn't hear anything else the rest of the sermon, but he heard that. Now, when we, when we look at that, when we, we see that, uh, the world looks at it and says, no, a woman's not supposed to be the slave of a man. And, but that's not what it's talking about. We know better. What we understand is in a marriage, there's give and take on both sides. But the responsibility for whatever decision, the responsibility for uh, who will be in charge, who will take the penalty or punishment if it doesn't go well, is the man's. So, because of that, the man is responsible and the wife is to submit herself to him. All right. So, the first por portion that we want to talk about is how wives should behave. First of all, in submission, of course. Now, when I say of course, I don't mean that in a, a bad sense, but here's, here's the deal, all right? God put men in charge. He did, okay? And, and when we do it God's way, it always works out better. When we obey God, we have his direction. When we follow his will, his way, he shows us a better way to do it. I love my wife. And she tells me what to do a lot. And hey, I'm okay with that. All right? But when, when the rubber meets the road, really it's my decision. I take her counsel. I listen to her. We talk about it together because that's what couples do. I had somebody ask me one time, will you let her boss you around? No, I don't. Unless I want to. And that's my prerogative. But when it comes to making decisions, we talk about it together. And then we make a decision, and I make the call. You know, that's the way it's supposed to work. All right? Now, if you disagree with that, I don't have a problem with it. That's okay. You have the right to be wrong. All right? Y'all understand what I'm saying. In Ephesians, we get a very similar passage of Scripture to this, where it says that the women are to be submissive to their husbands. Now, this does not make the wife a slave. And that's where our world has got it all, all the way backwards. Because in the Old Testament times, when a person was a slave to someone else, you know what? They were taken care of a lot better than what we think of slaves being taken care of. Okay? They didn't have to worry about food, water, drink. All they had to do, all they had to worry about really was making their master happy, doing their job, those kinds of things. Because at any time in those days, anybody could become a slave at any point. Even Job, who was one of the richest men in the, in the uh, area at that time, lost everything, and had it not been for the grace of the Lord, he might have become someone's slave. But you see, when we talk about submission, we talk about submission to authority. Now, we don't like to use the word slave because uh, these days it has a bad reputation. But back in those days, it was not uncommon because there, there's some statistics that say somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 to 70% of all people at that time had been a slave or were slaves. So the, the idea of it was understood. Wives being submitted, submissive to their husbands was, was no big deal. It was no big uh, fuss or a fight because the man bore the responsibility. Um, 
and it was a working together of keeping the household together. Now, yes, wives should submit to their husbands. One of the worst things that I believe I have seen in the ministry was a, a wife that didn't respect her husband. When the wife did not respect her husband, her husband was in the ministry, and as it went on, she would say, oh, well, you're, you're, you never do this, or you always do that, and it was always in a negative way toward him, and his ministry was very much affected by that. So ladies, it's a God-ordained thing that you lift up your man. You see, that's your responsibility, to support him, help him, be with him, so that... He can succeed, and when he succeeds, you succeed. That's the, that's the way it works. That's, that's the way it's supposed to work anyway. All right. Wives, behave. Husbands, fathers, how are we to behave? Look in verse 19. Husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Love your wives. Now, over in Ephesians, it says that, that we need to love our wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And what that means for us is that we do whatever it takes to make sure that our wives are taken care of. Make sure that we love and support them. Everything that they need, we make sure that we do our best to provide it. Loving them because loving them is like loving ourselves because she is supporting me, so I love her, and that love is returned. It's a two-way street. The husband is the physical leader of the household. He is also the spiritual leader of the household. Now think about that for just a moment. The way that the father leads will be emulated by the children. The children will follow the example that is set before them. The daughters of a... The daughters, their fathers, they're going to... Most of the time, what happens, they end up marrying somebody like their father or somebody that treats them the way that their father treated their mother. You see, because that's, that's what they've seen. That's what they think is normal. Uh, that's, that's what they seek after. Guys, uh, the, the, the boys that we are raising up, they're going to treat their women the same way that you treat your wife. Now, that's important, okay? We, we need to know that that's coming. So... The way that we treat our wife, it should be the way that we want our son-in-law to treat our daughter. Think about that for a moment. I've got, a, I've got two girls, and I want my son-in-laws to treat them better than I treat my wife. But I've got to show them how to do it. So I've got to treat her better for, to, to be a better model. <laughs> Look, she's shaking your head to be a better model for them, to be a better example. You see, we, we have the, the, the mantle of physical leadership, but we also have the mantle of spiritual leadership. When you go back to Deuteronomy uh, chapter 4, verse 9, and then chapter 6, verses uh, 6 and 7, it talks about us being in charge of what our kids learn spiritually. So guys, not your wife's position to teach your kids about the Lord. It's yours. It's yours. God gave us that responsibility. Now, whether or not you kick the can down the road or, or you put that mantle on your wife, that's, 
that's up to you. That, that happens a lot. But it is your responsibility. You will be held accountable for it. So, guys, make sure that you are a godly leader, physically in your home, spiritually in your home. And then this, the scripture says in, um, in Ephesians, do not exasperate your kids. Well, it says it here in verse 21, fathers, do not provoke your children, which means to exasperate them. So I looked it up in my thesaurus, and I looked at all the words that go along with it, synonyms, and it says provoke. We have that here in the King, New King James Version. Irritate, aggravate, antagonize. Now, fathers, don't do that. Now, I love to pick at my kids and laugh and joke and that sort of thing, but I don't do, do it to the point to where they are um, affected by it in an adverse way. Okay, it's, it's fun to pick at your kids and, and do things with your kids as long as they know you're joking, but if you are stirring them up just to stir them up, if you are ag aggravating them just to make them mad, then that's not a godly a godly trait in, um, in us, us guys. We do not, do not need to exasperate our kids. There's a lot of smiling going on back there. I better, all right, moving on. All right. <clears throat> Wives behave, husbands, fathers behave. Children behave. What does God say to you in the Ten Commandments? Eli, what does God say in the Ten Commandments about, about kids? Obey your parents, right, that's it. Obey your parents. Now, that's commandment number five, right? Obey your parents. So here again, uh, the writer Colossians, Paul, he's saying that children are supposed to, that's, that's their place to obey their parents in all things. Even if you don't like it, especially if you don't like it, you are still supposed to obey your parents. Now, my parents are, you know, in their 70s now. If they tell me to do something, it's still my place to do what they say because they are my elders. They are my mother and my father. I want to honor them. I want to make sure that I do what they tell me to do. And the scripture says, this is well-pleasing to the Lord. When we obey, we honor God. We honor our parents, but we also honor God. We obey them, and it is well-pleasing to the Lord. And uh, it goes on to say in Ephesians that this is the first commandment with a promise, that everything will go well with us. I'm going to go back there and read that because that's important for us to see it. Uh, in chapter 6, verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Verse 2, Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Verse 3, That it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. That's the promise. The commandment says if you, if you obey your parents, then the Lord's going to bless you, give you long life, and, and it'll be well with you. The Lord's going to bless you if you obey your parents. Obedience is always the key to happiness. It's always the key to blessedness. It's always the key to pleasing God, obedience. And now, verse 22, bond servants is what it says in the New King James Version. Slaves is what it says in the New, New American Standard Version, okay? And the word that they translated there uh, actually means slaves. So to soften it, the 
translators of the King James Version translated servants, bond servants. But technically, the word is slave. So we want to go back to that and say slaves are to obey their masters. Now, in all things, your masters obey your masters in all things according to the flesh. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. In sincerity of heart that means you've got to you know, put your heart into it. If you are working for someone, because nowadays, no slaves, but we do have employers, we do have people that we are responsible to uh, with our actions. So whenever we are doing that, we are to be doing that as if, and the scripture says, as if we are doing it for the Lord. Go on down another verse there. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. We've got, we serve God through serving others. While we're working for someone else, the way that we do it and the, the, the type of service we put into it is God-honoring when we are a child of God. The scripture says that there's a reward in it also, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Well done is our hoped-for reward. Well done means you've done a good job. If you had not done a good job, what is the response? What is the reward? So-so done. You slacked off. And, and you kind of, you, you crossed the finish line, but you just kind of coasted through. Have y'all seen those videos where folks had, they thought they had to race one? I saw a guy on a bicycle one time, and he was going down through there, and he, he stopped pedaling. He raised his arms up, and he was waving to the crowd, and the guy ran right by him and finished before he did. Now, when we are working for the Lord, we don't need to do that. We need to keep pedaling until we cross the line. Like Paul says, I need to run my race in order to win the race. When we are serving the Lord, there's no slack off and kick it up in neutral for a while. You know, we tend to want to do that, but we are still accountable. We still want to be pleasing unto the Lord because it is him whom we serve while we are working. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. In other words, you're not going to get a wink and say, okay, I'll just let it slide this time. God makes sure, we need to make sure that we are pleasing unto the Lord all the way. Verse 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 1 says, Masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. For those who are in charge, the bosses, the leaders, whomever it may be, you should behave yourself justly and rightly. Deal fairly in all situations, all accounts. Do what is right. Just because you have authority or just because you have a little power does not mean that you can abuse that. It means that you will be held to a higher standard of justice and fairness. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 9, I'm going to go back and read that one. This is what it says. And you, masters, do the same things to them, giving up threatening knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. You see, we've got to make sure that if we are in charge of someone that we would be treated, uh, treat them the way that we would want to be treated if the roles were reversed. Make sure 
that you are dealing justly and fairly in all that you do. Wives, behave yourselves according to the scriptures. Husbands, fathers, behave yourselves according to the scriptures. Children, obey your parents according to the scriptures. Those who are working or slaves, work as if it is unto the Lord. And those who are in charge, make sure you do what is right in the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you again for how you have directed us and shown us tonight. We praise you and thank you that you have set these things before us. And Father, we, we pray that you have taught us and, and led us in this way. And Father, I ask that we be obedient to you. Father, thank you so much for your church tonight. I pray for your blessing on all in Jesus' name. Amen.